episode five. Oh, you won't be able to do that. It's nice to be back with you, and we had a great response to last month's quality episode from as far afield as America. So thank you for getting in touch and letting us know what you're thinking. It really is lovely to feel like we're in a conversation, so please keep your comments coming, won't you? So this month's episode is all about support. The good, the bad, and the downright dodgy. The title comes from an experience I had in a school. The children we were working with had complex needs and we took in workshops based on classic literature and made them accessible using a multi-sensory approach. One young man was a wheelchair user, non-verbal, and he sat with his arms folded across himself. I asked his support worker what his name was. She told me, so I said hello and introduced myself whilst stroking his face and asking if he was going to say hello to me and singing his name. The support worker clearly thought I was wasting my time and told me, oh, he won't be able to do that and he won't be able to reach out either. At which point this same young man looked me straight in the eye, stretched out his hand and stroked my face. It was one of the nicest hellos I've ever received. The support worker was astonished and that felt really sad, both that she'd never experienced that connection and that he'd never been encouraged to connect. There are some incredible support workers out there, people who make a difference quietly and unobtrusively or loudly and energetically. And we're lucky to have some of them here at Purple Patch. So I caught up with one of them, Lindsay Barham, one of our programmes who gave her top tips for great support. I think good support is being patient and understanding of the people that you support. Um, I think it's important to um, remember everybody's different and people can change as well. I think that's a really important thing that people do develop new skills and to not assume someone you're supporting can't do something is a big one as well. You know, they, they probably can, they just need to be supported to do it. Well, I don't think we can have any argument with any of that. But while it's all very well in a group environment, the set-up to deliver activities for people with learning disabilities, what happens when those activities are open to everyone? Rhiannon Hannan is the Head of Learning and Participation at the Theatre Royal Wakefield, and we talked about how they support people there. We've just done a massive project called the Wakefield Mysteries, which was a new piece of theatre, and that had um, a number of people with um, learning disabilities taking part in the performance alongside people without learning disabilities. We work with our own support work team, and what we'll ask them to do, um, this is when it's not one-to-one support, but when we've got a learn support worker working with a broader group, is to be aware of everybody's access needs in the group, not just those of the person with learning disability, um, and be aware that actually everybody in that group has different support support needs, whether they have a learning disability or not. Um, I think that to be a good learner support worker or a good support worker, you um, the work is not about you, it's about the people you're working with and ensuring they get the most from the sessions, but also that you are not too intrusive, but that you are joining in. So in a drama context for us, obviously, we're talking about working in a theatre environment, that, that the learner support worker joins in with the session um, and to, to allow that person to not feel like they're being observed or marked or assessed, but they're also giving them enough room to make sure that they feel like they can integrate into the group really well as well. Um, on the other hand, they're, they're sort of, uh, you know, not not also just sort of sitting at the side of the room and looking at their mobile phone and texting on their mobile phone. They're feeling like they're engaged and helping the learners know where to look and how to engage properly as well. I've worked as a learner support worker in the past in various contexts as well. I think it is a knackering role. It's a it's it's a really hard role because you're constantly having to judge, you know, how much you need to 
take a, a, a front seat and a guiding role and how much you can sort of sit back and let the participant um, work independently. So I think it's about being completely engaged and in the moment the whole time, but without um, making that participant feel like they're being mollycoddled or that they've not got that independence, really. So a specialist organisation like Purple Patch is saying pretty much the same as what you might call a mainstream organisation like the Theatre Royal Wakefield, which I think is really encouraging. However, I went back to Mind the Gap to talk to some of the actors who had their own take on their experience of support. Hello, I'm Zara Mallinson. I'm an artist from Mind the Gap and I'm a member of Anacast. Hello, I'm Paul Bates and I'm an artist at Mind the Gap and I'm also one of the cast of Anna. I'm Daniel Folds and I am also an artist at Mind the Gap and I am also a member of the cast for Anna. Good uh, good support for me. I've <laughs> um, I've had quite a, actually I'll tell you quite a recent story. Um, I was applying for uh, a place for Street Voices at Freedom Studios just a few weeks ago and uh, I sort of get a bit nervous when it comes to using technology to apply for te- for stuff. So I sort of had to, I came up to um, Lisa uh, at Mind the Gap and said, look, I'd like to apply for this. Could you just help me go through it? And so Lisa said, sure, no problem. So she took the time out of her own schedule to sit with me and go through the questions and uh, type things up and make it sound polit- politically correct. And um, yeah. Uh, we sent off the application. I got through to the interview stage, uh, but unfortunately, I haven't heard anything as of this moment of this podcast. <laughs> um, and uh, we're almost at a stage where we have to ring them up to see if there's been a decision made because it was about three weeks now since I've had my interview. Yeah, I've got the ideas. Um, they had. A, they were really interested in my idea with, with Freedom Studios, and uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I've, and I've said to them that. Uh, in terms of long-term um, assistance and support, I just need usually just need someone to sort of meet me at places and explain things a little bit more in bit more in depth. My mum's always been quite an independent person, and she's hated having to ask people for help. So we've not had any sort of social workers and stuff like that. It's only really since I left school that I've actually had a social worker to help with tra- transitions between uh, school life and adult life, really. And even then, it's on the lowbrow. I went to uh, this school, um, which were based in Keithley, and um, I didn't really have as much support because um, cause I had, like, learning disability and stuff. Um, I went to a mainstream school before I went to special school, and I did like a lot of normal lessons that a lot of mainstream people do, but the teacher assistant helped me, but I didn't have as much help to begin with. So I struggled and then I got bullied. Um, and as I got bullied, um, they kept calling me horrible stuff about me, the way I talk and the way I was brought up and that I was, you know, like, you know, like gay and stuff. Mm. So then, um, so then I spoke to the teacher, but they didn't help me. And they, then they revolved it around me that I was a bad, bad person at school, even when it was the bullies that caused it. And I was in class one time, and they told me to copy them, but I didn't want to do it. So they all did the same thing, and the teacher walked in and wondered what was going on, and they all blamed me, and I was that annoyed that I le- I actually left the classroom because I was so upset. And then after that. 
the teacher assistant, who was, who was really lovely, said, um, the reason why Paul's left is because you've just um, upset him and that's why he's so cross, because we all know that it was you lot that did it, not Paul, because well, Paul wouldn't behave like that. Mm. Um, so the teacher assistant um, basically supported me through it, but the teachers didn't, they just blamed me for it instead. I live on my own for five years, I think it's been. Yeah. We have a social worker, but she was crap. <laughs> she kept coming and not turning up and not being on time. I had a carer, but she wasn't very good. She kept being late and stuff and making me stuff what I don't want to do, like go out and she wanted to do that and I didn't. So we kind of ditched them and I don't have any help. I mean, just Zara's example of um, the carer wanted to do what she wanted to do. So Zara likes to stay in and watch TV. Yeah. You, you she, like your Fridays off. I do. And that's your decision to do yeah. that. You don't need someone coming in and trying to make you do stuff <laughs> no, that you don't want to do. Don't Even if it is an activity and going out, yeah. if you just want to chill, then that's enough support for you, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah we hear, I hear a lot of stories about that. Yeah, it's awful, isn't it? And Paul's story, you know, it's just someone kind of understanding that actually Paul just needs a little bit another direction to go in or a little bit of support to, to get to where everyone else is. But it just seemed that everyone was against you doing mm. that. So And you moved schools, didn't you? And then you had the, I left had the right support. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. it's what you said before, it's not about having to do loads. It's just small things. Mm. And I suppose in your case as well, it's it's getting to know who you are. Yeah. Support, but, supporting someone is so easy if you know that person and you know what they like and what they need. If you just charge in and think you know, <laughs> then you're not going to... True. And I don't work, like new people coming in, so I need to get to know them first. Mm. And a lot of people ask us that. A lot of um, other organisations say to me, how do you work with people with learning disabilities? And mm. the, the number one thing I say is, well, you need to get to know them first. Because yeah. if you just treat them and if you just treat them as they've got a learning disability and I need to behave this way, then mm. you're not even going to start to be able to support them the way they need to if you don't know who they are. Mm. So. Yeah, uh, there's actually a good quote that I'll quote that someone I heard down in London. Um, a learning disability is a loving disability, oh. um, which really struck out oh. as well. And <laughs> so I just wanted to add that in. I don't think there are any real surprises here. Bad support can exclude and undermine people where good support can open up the world and change lives. Perhaps we underestimate the power of great support, and certainly it's a role that's not always valued in the wider context. Maybe we really need to celebrate the support workers we come across and make sure they know what a difference they make. We spoke to Ali from Prism Arts, though I'm afraid technical problems meant we couldn't use the actual recording, and she commented that when they've got good support working with them, they become very much part of the team. When the support isn't good, they noticed that there was a real barrier in place and a presence in the rehearsal space that gave off a really negative energy, which affected how much people then felt willing to contribute. So the impact is really far-reaching. As always, I want to encourage you to get in touch and offer your thoughts about support, good or bad, or about anything you'd like to share. Email us at podcasts at purplepatcharts.org or find us on Twitter at purplepatcharts with the hashtag purplepodcast. Next time on the SEND Arts Practitioner, we're going to be looking at making art inclusive. So if you have anything to add or share, then please do get in touch. Thank you to our contributors, our own Lindsay Barham, Rhiannon Hannon from the Theatre Royal Wakefield, and Zara, Paul, Daniel and Charlie at Mind the Gap. The SEND Arts Practitioner is a Purple Patch production supported by Cape UK. Mm-hmm.